it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to another episode of Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings, because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes. Today, I'm talking with Mandy, a freshman at the University of Cincinnati. She's a former Catholic trying to live a moral life without Christ. During the conversation, Mandy begins to cry. What would you do in this situation? Listen in as I get very uncomfortable, but press on toward the goal of the gospel. Mandy, we're on the campus today. We're asking people about Robin Williams. You know, he recently committed suicide. What were your thoughts on uh, Robin Williams as a person? Um, I was a big fan of his movies. Uh, I watched Jumanji as a kid. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire could always make me laugh. Um, I didn't really, like, know him. I mean, he's a celebrity, so everyone always likes to have the positive image of they're just like the people they are in the movies, but... Um, once when I found out he passed, I was I was sad, but at the same time I wanted to know more, like what was he like, and kind of just kind of like put like a little haze over like the things that, like how I thought he was like a positive person. When I found out he committed suicide, I was like, what was his life really like? Because it wasn't so happy and so hilarious as I always thought hanging out with Robin Williams every day would be like. Right. So. Uh, you mentioned a couple of his movies. What would you say was would, was uh, your favorite movie? Um, I've probably seen Jumanji like ten times, so probably Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, my mom's a babysitter, so I always watch that with the kids. It was, it's just like a very um, positive movie. I mean, like he finds love. That's one thing, and just the craziness of game board and stuff. It's always something interesting. Knowing that. Uh, the way that Robin uh, died, he committed suicide. Why? Why do you think? Why do you think he would do that? Why do you think someone would commit suicide? Um, I've I've actually known a few people that have committed suicide, and it's just like a deep depression that they're in. And I think uh, Robin Williams is a great way to show um, is a great like example of how like. They, they can appear happy on the outside, but they're still, like, depressed on the inside. And there's, like, a lot of, like, internal stress. Uh, just a lot of things going on. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't really, I can't say if I, I've experienced depression, but, I mean, I feel kind of, I have empathy for those who do. And, um, I don't know. So, what do you think happens or what do you think happened to Robin Williams after he died? Do you think there's an afterlife? Um, personally, I I haven't really figured that out um, yet. Um, I don't know. I don't really have I don't really have a lot of uh, opinions on that. Uh, I used to be Christian, but now I'm kind of in the middle. I don't really know if there is like a heaven or if it's just kind of a, you're dead. That's kind of how, uh, I don't know, I kind of feel like once you're gone, you're gone. Um, there's, I don't really think there's a there's an afterlife so much anymore. Okay, so you think basically when, when we die, we just go into the ground, there's no afterlife or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, uh, what about like um, all these reports of like ghost sightings or or uh, uh, demonic possession and all that stuff that that you hear talk about supernatural type stuff? Supernatural. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, I know there are lots of computerization things now not everything you see is true and uh, you can't believe everything you see or hear or watch on tv but (laughs) um (laughs) there's i just flicked some water in my eye pre-recording again um i don't really know uh i think it's interesting something to think about but i don't know if i believe 100 percent kind of in the middle about that too going back to robin williams real quick you know, say say that there is, you know, a heaven. Do you think Robin Williams was good enough to get there? Uh, I think for one, like his legacy will survive a long time with us, like the people still living, um, through his movies, through just like the gifts that he left us, all our laughs, all our memories. So I think that for one, he will like live on through our memories, but. If there was a if there was a heaven, I do think if there was a God, he would be forgiving that I would I would believe that and I think he would know that a person that commits suicide had a lot of depression and a lot of things going on and they needed saving and they couldn't find it and they ended up committing suicide. So, I do think that people that commit suicide should be able to go to heaven. Um but I know that in the Bible, I think that in the Bible it says that, like, people that commit suicide don't go to heaven or, like, people that harm themselves are no longer admitted into heaven. And I don't think that because he was, like, a superstar that that would make an exception. I don't think that God's going to, like, change his rules for a superstar. Like, his rules are his rules, but at the same time, I don't know if that's even real. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, you know, you, you had said that you had a, a Christian upbringing or a Christian background, but you don't necessarily believe that anymore. Uh, why why don't you believe it anymore? What what caused you to start doubting? Um, I was raised Catholic. My dad was one of twelve. My mom was also Catholic. They got married Catholic. I was baptized. I went to Sunday school every day until I got um until I got confirmed and literally after I got confirmed we just stopped going to church there wasn't like a if or and or but like about it like my dad never went with us because he is a Bengals season pass holder but his faith was already strong like established and strong my faith wasn't like I was I'm was still a growing teenager I still am a growing teenager um and I think the absence of like not going to church and realizing that like my life still felt exactly the same as it did when I did go to church kind of made me feel like maybe the things positive going on weren't because of a god they were just because things in my life are positive I still follow the rules of the bible I think that that they're a good life outline not to sin or just not to do bad things to other people, like don't steal, don't kill. Like, I still have very strong like Christian morals. I just don't know if I have a faith in God. Okay. So you mentioned uh, 
you know, keeping the rules uh, of the Bible and everything. Uh, you mentioned like stealing and killing. Uh, those are like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Um, so how do you think you're doing w- with, with keeping the, the Ten Commandments? Do you think you're doing pretty good? Um, I try very hard to keep myself aligned to them. Sometimes I may give a little white lie to my mom every now and then. But I do think I am um, staying pretty strong to them. I I do feel like once I stopped going to church, I kind of felt like people weren't watching me as hard anymore. Like, like um, we did have, like, a lot of friends in the church, and, like, I did go to, like, youth group a lot, and once I stopped going, they kind of stopped caring about me, so I was kind of felt, like, a little more freedom, but I still, like, it's still, like, if I go to do bad things, I still, like, or if I'm thinking about it, I still know, like, don't, like, I don't know. You, you know innately that it's wrong to do it. Okay. So uh, I'm going to put you to the test. Okay. Uh, I'm going I'm to ask you a couple of, of questions uh, based on those Ten Commandments. See how you're doing, okay? So uh, how many lies do you think you've told in your whole life? A rough estimate. Doesn't matter if they're white lies, big lies, little lies. Lies. <sighs> um, I never really kept count before. But I'd say probably about, I've uh, been alive for 18 years, probably might tell like a white lie or some kind of stretch of the truth like once every three days. So maybe like a thousand <laughs> through my whole life, um, I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll go with that number, like roughly a thousand. A thousand. Okay. That's pretty, pretty big number, but... I did go and uh, I did get forgiven a few times. So a few of those were forgiven, like from the church, <laughs> my pastor, <laughs> from when I was younger. I don't know. Okay. Well, so what would you call someone who tells a thousand lies? Uh, probably a lie. Probably just a liar. Someone who has bad habit of lying. I know there's a word for it, but. Just if depends on the time span that they tell the thousand lies. Like if that's through their, through your whole life, you get a little little wee leeway. But if you tell a thousand lies like once a year, then you probably are, have a bad habit that you need to kick. Let me see if I can uh, get you settled on, on, on a specific answer here. If I told you a lie, what would you call me? A liar. <laughs> so so where do you? A lie. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so next question. Uh, have you ever stolen anything irrespective of its value? Not that I know of. Um, I've been with a group of friends that we, like, went to the mall together, and they were like, oh, here, put this in your purse. And I said, no, like, do not take me into this. Like, no, I'm not a fan this and I never hung out with them again, but I was with them while they were doing it. And I, something I think about like all the time, like what if I would have, like would that have changed me? But I think that's something I'm pretty proud of that I don't take from others. And I don't think I have stolen anything. Maybe like stolen my mom's shoes for the day, but that's kind of like borrowing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let, I'll let you slide with that one. Uh, even though you're an accomplice to... To stealing, yeah. but uh, next one, 
have you ever used God's name in vain or used his name like a curse word? Probably. Um, not recently. More actually when I was like a Christian, which doesn't make any sense. Now I feel like I I don't just out of respect for other people. And I just kind of like have a wider vocabulary now that I'm growing up and I don't like to curse and I don't like to, you know, I just kind of like found other words like dang it or crap or something that, so I don't have to like, God, why are you doing this to me? I've said that before, but not so much anymore. So, but you, you have used God's name as a curse word before, you know, like GD or JC in anger. Yeah, yeah. So that one's called blasphemy. That one's very serious in God's eyes. And uh, one more. The Bible says, do not commit murder. And, but the Bible goes even farther than that. It looks at your thought life. It says that if you hate someone or if you speak angrily towards someone without cause, then you have murdered them in your heart. Have you ever hated someone or spoken angrily towards someone? Now, can you um, clarify on, like, the just cause part? Like, is that, like, if they hadn't ever done anything to you and then you hated them? Or, like, like, I mean, I was, like, pretty angry with this one girl one time. I want to say I said I hated her a few times, but she did a few things to me. So, like, she broke my wrist and beat me up and, like, stuff like that. She kind of, like, we had, like, a very bad relationship. So. Well, you know, um, being angry with someone for doing things wrong, that that's where, uh, you know, that's where that line is, you know, you if you're angry with them without cause, like they don't yeah. do anything and you're angry with them, then it's murder at heart. Uh, yeah, but if you, say you, if you say you hate someone, you know, that, that's different. It, it doesn't make a distinction there. It says if, if you hate someone, you're a murderer at heart. So have you ever done that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Mandy, um, I'm sorry to make you cry during the interview, but... Uh, look, let, let me let me add up the score here. Okay. You you we've gone through four of the Ten Commandments. You've admitted to breaking three of them. So by your own admission, Mandy, you're a lying, blaspheming murderer at heart. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, the the who was that? Thomas Hobbes or John Locke, they say we're, we're all born with hate in our hearts. So, all people are kind of, all people are kind of bad. Like, we're all born with, like, bad things and we need laws to follow to make us, like, we need a social contract to keep us in line. And so. Well, you know, the Bible actually says something about that. Yeah. It says that there are none good. No, not one. There are none who seek after God. There are none who who strive to do what's right. Yeah. Um, 
But knowing that you've broken God's laws, if you were to die today and stand before God, uh, do you think you would be innocent or guilty in his eyes? Uh, I'd say probably guilty. But I don't know because at the same time there are like a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are guilty of like, like, I don't know anyone who hasn't sinned, um, at least three times, but at the same time, he's supposed to be, like, a forgiving God, so I feel like I, I'd have, I would have no idea, because I have done a lot of good in my life, so I don't know, I don't know anymore. Well, um... The Bible uh, says that there's nothing that you can do to uh, to wipe away your sin. Um, it actually says that there is no remission of sin or no wiping away of sin without the shedding of blood. There's like absolution, like you can repent. Uh, I don't know. I was Catholic for a while. We did like repent and you had to do your penance and then you were like forgiven but well you know the bible actually doesn't say anything about penance or or doing things to get your sin your slate wiped clean um it does talk about repent um but there's more to that than just saying you're sorry or going to confession um you know, the Bible actually says that because we've sinned, the punishment is an eternity in hell. Does that concern you at all? I don't really know. Because at the same time, I don't really believe that there's either, like, heaven or hell right now. So, I'm going to say right now I'm not too concerned. I just want to be, like, the best person I can be while I'm here and... I don't want to, like, worry about that, and I want to try and, like, create a legacy for myself so that, like, people will remember me that are still here, because I don't know if, if I'm going, if I, w- if I do go to hell for what I've done, will probably be everyone else I know there, too, and I'll probably suffer, and I know that I'll suffer a lot, but I, I don't know, like, I just can't picture it, and... So right now I'm not too concerned. Well, you know, the Bible, uh, it says that all liars, you've admitted to lying, all liars will have their part in a lake which burns with fire and sulfur. That's hell. And it says that um, murderers will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it says God will not hold you guiltless for taking his name in vain. So he he takes his, his law very seriously. And like, like you said, you know, all your friends are probably going to be in hell. You know, yeah. but the thing is, everybody walking the face of this earth deserves to go to hell because we've all broken God's laws. Now, there was something that God did so that people can escape hell and go to heaven in spite of their sins. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, he gave uh, his son, Jesus Christ to be sacrificed which was like the shed of blood so that we could be saved so that we could like repent and get our sins like absolved through him 
and with him. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, let me let me kind of explain that in, in earthly terms, uh, so that maybe it'll uh, make more sense. You're guilty of breaking the law. Okay. On judgment day, you're going to stand before a judge, and the judge is going to say, "You're guilty, Mandy." Now, you can pay a billion dollar fine, or you can rot in jail. So he, like, pays the do you have a billion dollar fine, Mandy? Uh, yeah, and then so he's going to. You have a billion dollars? I don't have a billion dollars. No. So the judge. The judge is going to slam the gavel down and he's going to send you to jail. Or, in the uh, spiritual realm, he's going to send you to hell. And he, he's just for doing that. But, before he does that, someone you don't even know comes in and pays the fine for you. Now, the judge can legally let you go. Because the fine has been paid. Justice has been served. Without that fine being paid... God would not be a just God because he would be letting guilty criminals go free without paying a fine or paying the penalty. But see, that's what Jesus did on the cross. He shed his blood for you and for me and for everybody. He says that if you will repent, turn away from your sin, that's what it means, to turn away from your sins. Yes, be sorry. Yes, confess to God your sins. But it ultimately means to turn away from it. Like, for example, if you were to go into the rec center here and you decided, you know what, I really don't want to be in the rec center, what do you have to do? Just walk out. Right. You, you, you turn around and you yeah. walk back out the door. That's repentance in a nutshell. You turn around and go in the opposite direction. You go towards God. And the way you do that is by putting your trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for you. That's how you can have the, the payment credited to your account. See, right now, your account is showing that you're paying, that you still have the fine. Okay? Even though Jesus died on the cross, your, your account is empty. There's not enough to pay your fine. But once you turn away from your sin, repent, and you put your trust in Jesus Christ alone and what he did on the cross, that payment comes into your account and you will be saved. You will be set free from hell, and he will grant you eternal life. Yeah. Does that make more sense to you now? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I've known that, like, for a long time, and I mean, like, I went to class a lot, and I was preached to a lot, and I don't know, I feel like I just need to, like, find him on my own to, like, I fully put my trust in him, I guess, so... For now, I guess I just gotta live my life until until I find it. Let me ask you this: When are you gonna die, Mandy? Nobody knows. So, I mean, if I don't find him before, I guess I just gotta pay for it the other way. Which suck, but I mean. I do encourage you to get right with God today. You know, yeah. before it's too late, before the bell tolls on your life and you go to hell for eternity. I don't want you to go there. You know, that's why I'm sharing this with you. But one more thing for you, Mandy, before I go. Uh, you say you're having trouble uh, believing in the existence of God. 
Um, you see these wonderful buildings here? Yeah. How do you know there was a builder? Uh, I know there was a builder because they're here. <laughs> like somebody had to build them. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, uh, what about uh, an automobile? How do you know that someone made the automobile? It says, like, made in China on my door. <laughs> like, like, somebody had to make it or it wouldn't be there. Well, what if I told you uh, that it just came to be over millions and billions of years? Would you would you believe me? Or would you think I was a nut? Well, it probably wouldn't be as, like, perfect looking. I mean, a rock can form over millions and billions of years and someone could make it into a door. But probably wouldn't just, like, appear as a door. Yeah. So it'd be pretty illogical to to think that all all these things just, just happened, you know, without a builder or without an automaker like Ford or whatever. So... Apply that same uh, idea to God. Look at you, look at me, look at, look at the trees, the plants, the sky, the birds. Look at all this wonderful creation. Obviously, there had to be a God. This couldn't have all just happened by chance. Do you understand? Yeah, I I do, and I've been to the Creation Museum. I mean, I've seen a lot of things. There's just so many beautiful things that like are in this world, and this school is super pretty, and it's a nice area and everything. But I just don't know if like that's like there's a lot of religions and a lot of things that like there's a lot of theories of how like who made it when it happens, why, like, who is the creator. Okay, so, so I don't know if, like, just because I was raised with Christianity means that Christianity is true. Like, so I was going to, like... So then it, it, it's not so much that you don't believe there is a God, you're just not sure which one is the right God. Yeah. Yeah, probably somewhere around like that. Like, I believe, like, someone created the universe, probably... Unless there's, like, more evidence that, like, the Big Bang Theory and, like, somehow... Because I can see, like... I don't know. I'm in bio. I'm a bio major. And I see, like, amoebas and stuff, like, evolving over millions and billions and billions of years. You actually saw them evolve over millions and billions of years? I could see them, like, evolving. Because I've done, like, bacteria ex... Like, um labs where like they've grown like super fast but they don't like turn into animals or anything i've just it it stays as bacteria yeah yeah so unless something like if someone creates a lab or amoeba turns into like a fish i don't know then i could believe in that but for now someone probably created everything so the crying wasn't necessarily my fault but i still felt like crawling under a rock when it happened No matter what tactics the enemy uses, you can't be distracted from the task at hand. Mandy needed to hear the truth. And Satan will try anything to stop you from sharing it. In fact, many other distractions happened during this conversation that I had to edit out for the show. Her friends got up and left. Some guy stopped by to say hello. And a bug wouldn't stop, well, bugging me. Anyway, 
Mandy didn't seem too concerned about her final destination. Was it because she didn't think her sins were that bad? It's possible, since Mandy continually tried to justify her actions. Maybe she's clinging to her Catholic confirmation and upbringing to save her. Whatever the case may be, Mandy is in danger of going to hell for eternity, and I pray that the Lord would open her eyes to the truth. You're listening to Witness Radio. Are you tired of just sitting there listening to the gospel being shared and want to do your part to fulfill the Great Commission? Then stand up and step out of your comfort zone by joining us at these upcoming outreaches. Tomorrow and every Thursday, I set up a prayer stand on the UC campus. If you want to see one of the greatest evangelistic tools in action, join me on Thursdays. This Saturday, a group of like-minded believers will be uniting in downtown Cincinnati to share the gospel at the annual Oktoberfest celebration. This is the second largest Oktoberfest in the world. Contact me if you want to help reach the masses this Saturday. Mondays at 6 p.m., I lead a Bible study for Christian Collegiate Network at the University of Cincinnati. It's open to all, and we meet in the TUC Food Court. Look for the big Bible study sign. For more information, find us on Facebook or visit witnesstalkradio.org. You're listening to Witness Radio. Thanks for listening to the show, and as always, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.